I could hear the big sigh when I chose the shorter form of the gospel. I could hear your mind saying, thanks be to God, Father. We hear in the first reading, for Zion's sake, I will not be silent. For Jerusalem's sake, I will not be quiet until her vindication shines forth like the dawn and her victory like a burning torch. You see, as we're on the cusp, as we're on the eve of welcoming our Savior tomorrow on that big day we call Christmas, as we begin this celebration, the church decides to put these words as the first words that we hear, as the first words that pass our minds and our hearts. The prophet Isaiah, you need, need, needless to say, is so pumped right now. He's so consumed with zeal for the Lord. He voices and articulates what all the prophets before him, what all the messengers of God before him lived, namely this, that until the vindication of Jerusalem shines forth like the dawn, in other words, until the sins of Jerusalem are completely wiped away, until they are blameless once again, and until Jerusalem's victory shines forth like a burning torch, in other words, until the victory over sin, the victory over which that very thing that destroys our relationship with God and with our neighbor, until that burns like a torch, they will not be silent. They will continue to preach. They will continue to proclaim. They will continue to call everyone back to the Lord. They will not be silent. They will constantly speak. Their words of truth, words of repentance. They will not uh, cease to call people to right relationship with God, turning from their waywardness, fulfilling the commandments that God has given to them, being faithful, being obedient. They're going to shout with fervor to the rooftops. And they're going to do it over and over and over again until that silent night, that holy night, when all is calm and all is bright. That silent night and holy night and the Son of God's love is pure light, radiant beams from thy holy face with dawn of redeeming grace. You see, they shout until that silent night comes because the vindication is here. The victory is burning. It has been reborn. And all the prophets on this holy night are hushed. They're silenced because he, yes, he, the word made flesh, now he speaks. And Jesus, who is God from God, light from light, now he shines forth like the dawn and like a burning torch. The son of God, who is also the son of Mary, the Christ child, speaks in the silence. And he brings light into the darkness. What? A mystery. You see, the mystery of God becoming man is a mystery like un no one other. There has not been a mystery like it before. 
You may ask, why is that, Father? Because did you hear those strange words in the first reading from Isaiah? Let's recall them again. Speaking to God's people, speaking to humanity, and yes, speaking to you and to me, Isaiah says this, your builder shall marry you. As a bridegroom rejoices in his bride, so shall your God rejoice in you. What? God wants to marry us? What is this craziness you speak of, Isaiah? What absurd language you use. But you see, the very mystery of the incarnation of God become man, the very mystery of the very person of Jesus Christ is the mystery of a marriage. Because through the incarnation, God weds himself to humanity forever, for eternity. Jesus, the God-man, now becomes the singular uniter of God and man. This union of God and man, this marriage of God and man is shown to the world in the middle of the night. You ever asked yourself why he chose to come in the middle of the night? Our Lord could have chosen to be born in the morning, signifying that he is the dawn of a new creation. He could have been born in midday, signifying that he is the source and summit of all our desires, of our entire being. He could have been born in the evening to signify that although a night approaches, he is the hope for all people. But rather he chose to be born in the silence of the night. See, God chose, he willed, that his first coming was to be born in the night. But not just in the night and in the darkness and in the silence, but in a place where animals lived and slept, where they ate. To be born in a stable full of manure and crap. In a place that's stunk, that's messy. And in doing so, God proves his love for you and for me. He proves one thing, that he's not afraid of darkness, but rather comes to bring light, the light of life. I don't know about you, but for me, it seems like that so much of our life can be full of fear, of worry, because there's so much darkness around us. Huh? But not just darkness around us, there's so much darkness, let's face it, within our own lives, within our own hearts. And there are places that are dirty, that are stinky, that are messy in our life. But see, on this night, we rejoice at the mystery of the nativity of our Lord because God says to each one of us, he says, I'm not afraid of the darkness of your heart, the darkness in your life. I chose to be born in the middle of the night. The darkness of your heart, the darkness of your life, that's nothing. Been there, done that, got that t-shirt. I've been through it. But you see, he doesn't just say to each and every one of us, I've been there, done that. He says, I want to be there. I want to go there. I want to be invited into that messy part of your life. I want to. 
I desire to. I long to. And so the question becomes for us, what is that dark place in our heart? Or maybe, what is that messy situation? What is that stinky situation? Is it a problem in your marriage? Is it problems you're having at school for you young people? Is it a problem with depression? Is it a problem with providing for your family? Is it not knowing God as well as you should? Is it failing to trust Him? Is it that terrible person that you work with that you just can't be nice to? Is it the cross of your vocation, of marriage? What is it? Name it. Claim it. And then say, Jesus, come. Because He longs, my brothers and sisters, to shed light on your darkness. And He longs to speak truth and comfort and love and mercy to that place. He's not afraid. We all have those places of darkness in our lives, but God wants to be there. In his first coming, he chose to be born in the night, and he desires, my brothers and sisters, he desires to be there in your life. You see, he takes upon humanity, he weds himself to humanity, and he speaks these words, I will be true to you in good times and in bad, in sickness and in health. I will love you, I will honor you, I will cherish you all the days of your life. You see, these beautiful words of Isaiah echo this truth. Isaiah says, you, yeah, you, should be a glorious crown in the hand of the Lord, a royal diadem held by your God, a precious jewel you are. No more shall people call you forsaken or desolate. In other words, no more shall your life be barren. No more shall your life not bear fruit because of the darkness and the messiness and the stinkiness. No more. Rather, you shall be called my delight. For the Lord delights in you. You see those places that are dark and stinky and messy? God turns it around and makes it beautiful with a sweet fragrance as an offering to Him. Just like the incense rises before the Lord as we go around the altar, so does your life when you allow Him to come into it. In just a few moments, I'm going to pray a prayer called the Preface. And in the preface, I'll pray to the Father on your behalf and on my behalf, and I'll say these words. I'll pray these words. Speaking to the Father, for in the mystery of the Word made flesh, a new light of your glory has shone upon the eyes of our mind, so that as we recognize in Him God made visible, we may be caught up through him in love of things invisible. My brothers and sisters in the Lord, the mystery of Christmas beckons us, 
calls us, demands us to be transformed by Christ who is our light, who desires, who himself longs to be invited into those dark places, who scatters those dark places with just a tiny bit of his light. You ever been in a totally pitch black room and you were there for maybe a long time or just a short time? And the feeling you got when that light broke into it, even if it was just a tiny little light. Because even that tiny little light in the midst of a dark room scatters it, forces it to flee because it cannot stand in its presence anymore. You see, when we allow Christ to come into those places, when we are not afraid ourselves to invite him in, when we reflect upon the mystery that he chose to be born in the night, that allows us to be caught up in the love of things invisible. It allows us to be caught up in God's love, in God's mercy. Because when we truly invite him into our lives, and he dwells within it in a new way, it requires us to change. It requires us to be different than before. And this invitation is not just something we do on Christmas and Easter. To the contrary, every single day. Because you know, like I do, every single day has something messy, dirty, or dark in it. Huh? There's always the cross present. And although we celebrate the birth of our Savior only once a year, we can perpetuate the nativity of our Lord each and every day as we allow Him to be born anew within our hearts. As we say, yes, Lord, you may come. Bring your light. Speak your truth. Speak your love. So that we may be caught up in love of things invisible. Our brothers and sisters, may this Christmas we be open to the Lord Jesus coming into our hearts, coming into our lives in a new and radical way so that we might more than ever, we might more than ever be caught up in the love that God proves for us each and every year. But not just each and every year, each and every Sunday, each and every time we come to Mass, we're just like on that holy and solemn night. He leaps from the heavens and becomes present on the altar. Just like he was present in the manger, which contained wheat for the animals to eat. See, from his very birth, he desires to be the food that we consume that gives us the light of life. The manger is the first altar. And now he perpetuates that at every man. And so tonight, you're going to have the opportunity to let the light from light, true God from true God, the Word made flesh, dwell in you. The question is, will you let Him go into the dark places, to the messy places, to the stinky places? Our brothers and sisters, we get to celebrate with joy when love came down to rescue us.
And you, come, you came to rescue us from our darkness. Jesus, be our light.